Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the I'm Patrick your host of Value and today I'm going to talk to you about five reasons why people stop dreaming. So this last week I'm at the Venetian with 45 people in my suite and we're going back and forth with questions and I have this 50 year old man to my right, sit around 50s and a lady in her mid 40s is asking me questions and we're going back and forth and while I'm giving an answer, she's smiling but she starts crying. I said, why are you crying? She says, Pat, I don't believe my dreams can become a reality. That led to a 45-minute conversation which prompted me to want to make this video. Number one, Paulo Coelho, the author of The Alchemist, once said that when we turn, when you and I turn 23, 24 years old, our brain, something happens to it where we become more logical. We're no longer, oh my gosh, this is possible, I can take over the world. I don't know if I can really take over. It seems kind of impossible if you really think about it. There's no way in the world we can build something like this. So we go into this whole different state of thinking, right? Ah, the possibility thinking is not out there. Let me explain to you a little bit more about this. Go back 2011, seven years ago. I'm in my room, in my office in Woodland Hills. Why by Warner, Warner Center Marriott? I have made a friend. I had known him for four or five years. We've done business together. Very smart guy. Loved him. Loved his wife. Good looking family. Went to Wharton Business School. Sharp as hell. Brilliant guy. He comes to me after meeting at Cheesecake Factory because he says, I'd like to invest. I want you to be the CEO. I want to be your COO president. We go build this company together. I said, great, let's meet. So we finally meet in the office. It's 12.30. We're about to finalize the information to go into contract. And the number we agreed at this time, there's nothing taking place good at this time with the company. We're trying to build it. It's a lot of work, but we've been around for a year and a half. There's some track record. So we come out with this number around a half a million dollars for 10% of the company. You know what he ends up telling me that night? Here's what he says. He says, you know what, Patrick? I said, what's that? Uh, I feel like you're a very good negotiator and you're very good in sales. I said, okay, that's, that's a good thing. That, that just means that you're very smart to team up with somebody like that that's a very good salesperson negotiator because you've told me before that's not your strength. Your strength is more operational technology. Yes. I said, so what, do you want to team up with a guy that is opposite strengths to you who's not in, good, in sales? And nego- I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying with this. He says, well, I just don't know if I'm going to get the best deal here. I said, let me get this straight. You're getting 10% for only half a million dollars. And I'm doing this because I want you part of our team. I, I just think you're selling me. There's some stuff I don't know about. I said, okay, no problem. We went our separate ways. Do you realize if we would have come with that investment, his investment's gonna be somewhere between 15 to $20 million today. And he would have excelled. What happened? Wharton Business School, way too logical. Everything was about, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? I could just almost watch him thinking he went all logical. He didn't see the emotional side. He didn't see the social capital, the vision, what we have going on. And he was afraid because he second-guessed himself. So you know, you know what it's like? Let me explain a little bit deeper for you here so it makes sense to you. When you're 16, you're a girl, you're in high school, 10th grade, 11th grade, someone flirts with you, it's cute, you like it. Like, oh my gosh, I think he likes me. It's nice. You share it with your friends. When you're 45, you're single, maybe divorced, and you meet another man, he's divorced, and you meet him somewhere, he comes and talks to you. The approach sometimes is different. You know what happens? Here's what happens. Wait a minute. I know what you're trying to do. You're flirting with me, right? Yes. I know what you want. You only care about one thing. You're just trying to get in my pants. I- I'm sorry, what do you mean? All you want from me is one thing. All men, all they want is one thing. Skeptic. Logical. When you're skeptic, logical, the guy says, uh, eventually I'm hoping I get into your pants because that's what people, if I like you, like me, we should probably go in the bedroom and have some fun together, right? Yeah, you, no, you, you're not. Yes. What's wrong if I'm flirting with you? I'm trying to woo you and chase you. 
Sometimes your dreams are flirting with you, but you're not letting your dreams flirt. Because all you're doing is saying, I know what you're trying to do with me. You're just trying to get into my pants. Of course your dreams are trying to get into your pants. Your dreams is here. They want to get into here. You're not letting them. You're guarding them so you don't let anybody in. You know what happens when you do that? You live a life with no dreams becoming a reality. Do you really want that life? If you don't want that life, you have to open this up a little bit. And you have to set aside some of the logical thinking, allow for opportunities to come up that get you closer and closer and closer to your dreams. Number two. You know, so many times parents, adults are so concerned about the F-bomb. And, and, and my gosh, he said the S-word. He said the B-word. Profanity. We are so concerned about preventing people from cursing, right? Well, we forget the real profanity is a whole different language. It ain't cursing here. I'm more concerned about this than I'm about this. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. I can't do this. There's no way in the world we could do it. That's not possible. That's impossible. Me? What can I do? I've, no one in my family has ever made it. You think I could do it? Mario, you can't do it. What are you talking about, Mario? Who in your family has ever made it for you to be able to do it, right? That's the real profanity. Not this part. This is what we have to worry about. That's the language. Let me simplify it for you. Say four of us are in a round table. We're sitting there. It's me, Mario, you, and a friend of yours. Somebody comes up and says, here's what I'm thinking about doing. What's that? I'm thinking about starting an online business to deliver food and I cook it at my house and I bring it to you and you get to choose menu and we recruit chefs all over the place. I'm thinking about starting an online Uber for personal trainers and they come to you. You meet at a gym and you pick a location at six o'clock, personal trainer shows up at 40 bucks, 30 bucks and there's reviews. I'm thinking about doing something like that. Now watch, two different ways this thing goes. Ready? Here's the one that's too logical. Oh bro, you're crazy. It's already probably been done. I bet someone's already doing it. Don't even waste your time doing it. No way in the world. Don't waste your time. Bah, 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 bah. And you go that direction. Okay. What happened to that conversation? Done. Same temperature. Ready? Now watch this other person here. Oh my gosh, that is pretty cool. What if we actually did pull it off? Now maybe someone's done it all, but let's take a look at what could you do that would be different? What if we had a scoring system for the personal trainers? What if the person that loses weight, there's also a gauge to say that this person did this and that person? What if we linked Fitbit to the personal training app that's like the Uber, that there's a leader's bulletin, there's a gamification? That room just got hot. You know why? Because a language is a bigger language. This doesn't mean this idea is going to become a reality. But it's an environment that's going to give birth to something that's warmer and warmer and warmer and possibilities in that room. Your biggest concern when it comes down to a language isn't this. It's to have a language that says, what if? Imagine. What if we could do it? Imagine if this becomes a reality that keeps getting the energy going. It engages people while the other language does not. Number three. The next point is limiting beliefs. Listen, there are two different ways that people have these limiting beliefs that they don't believe they can do it. And here's two ways. One way is you have somebody else influences and imposes their limiting beliefs on you. Hey, John, this is who you are. You're a guy that was raised in a family that has this. They're divorced. You belong in this box. Stick to this. Go to the military. You're going to have a good life. They're going to give you a good four-year degree. At 39 years old, you'll retire with $2,800 income with benefits. You'll meet somebody good. This is a good life. You go here. You, stick, you stay in this box. The other kind of limiting beliefs is you do it to yourself. Let me give you an example on the first set here of limiting beliefs. Everybody's heard of Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, right? Many, many years ago when he got in the scene of wrestling, you know, he was a football player. He hurt himself. He was playing for the Miami Hurricanes, and he went and played some other semi-pro football, and then boom, he's done. His career's over with. He's devastated. He knows he can go to wrestling. Why? His father was a wrestler, so he goes into wrestling. And they kind of use him as a regular guy to do some stuff, and it was kind of like, 
you know, not really a good guy, a bad guy type of thing, and then they're just kind of putting him as, here, go do this and go do that, and they thought Rock was just another guy that was excited about being a wrestler. They thought that was it. That's Rock's dreams. That's all he has, you know. Rock, just go out there, man. You're, you're following your father's footsteps, and that's it for him. One day, The Rock says, listen, I got to set the tone here. People got to really realize who I'm all about. He goes in the ring. He says, Vince, let me just talk tonight. He grabs the mic, and he says, the rock may be a lot of things, but there's one thing the rock's not. The rock doesn't suck. Well, Rocky might be is a lot of things, but sucks isn't one of them. He said, I had to say this to the world because the world had to realize what I'm all about because that's how I view myself. I am not going to let the wrestling world put a certain identity on me. I know exactly what I want to do. Do you know when he met with his agents? They asked him, who do you want to be? He says, I want to be like Will Smith, except bigger. He said that. Who says things like this? I want to be Will Smith, except bigger. This guy didn't let anybody put a certain limiting belief on him. And it changed. And by the way, he could have been a wrestler, and people would have said, oh, he, he did good. He followed his father's footsteps, became a wrestler. Congratulations, Rock. He said, I don't want to be a wrestler. You know how much money he made last year? Forbes. Highest paid actor ever in a single year. $124 million last year. You don't think a lot of people put a lot of limiting beliefs on him. Hey, football player, you failed. Football players get $12 million a year contract. This guy made in one year what football players make in $12 million a year, making 12 years. That's The Rock. That's why The Rock is who he is. So I'm going back to you here. By the way, about dreaming. You have certain limiting beliefs. If you're not dreaming and seeing it become a reality, there's something in there you don't know what it is. I made a video a couple years ago. I don't know how long ago this was. This may be two years ago, and it's called How to Overcome Your Limiting Beliefs. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch this video. But when you watch this video, you need a paper and pen. It's not going to work if you don't have something to write on to be able to address some of your limiting beliefs so you can cross them over and go and start dreaming again and realize that great life that you want is out there. Number four. So look, sometimes I hear people tell me and say, Pat, the reason why I don't dream anymore is because I didn't grow up in an environment that gave me an opportunity to dream. You know, I didn't have, my dad wasn't successful. I wish I had a father like you, Pat. I wish I had an uncle like you, Pat, because I would have an example. Like, do you realize how lame of an excuse that is? You realize LeBron's father was never in the picture for him to look up to somebody to go become who he is today. Ronaldo didn't have a father figure to say, oh my gosh, this is the person I'm going to go play. Michael Jordan's dad didn't play in professional basketball. A lot of these stories you read about, they didn't have necessarily an example that became that successful. But these people use some sort of inspiration to go out there and do it. By the way, when I was coming up, there was no YouTube. There was nothing for us to look at and be inspired by. Today, you can simply pick up your phone and go watch a video documentary of somebody and say, oh my gosh, I'm inspired. I want to go do this as well. You don't necessarily need a mother and a father that have been super successful for you to go out there and say, now I have an example to lead. There's plenty of inspiration everywhere. Number five, look, this next one's dedicated to anybody about 40 or 50 years old. As a matter of fact, if you are not 40 or 50, share this clip with them and tell them to go to the exact minute it's on because they have to watch this. This is for you if you're above 40 or 50, your son or daughter shared it with you. You got to watch this. Look, here's what happens as we age. When you're 17 years old, you haven't attended a lot of funerals yet. When you're 28 years old, you also haven't attended a lot of funerals yet. Do you know what happened, Mario? What happened three hours ago from a text I got that I showed you that you said there's no way in the world that just happened? Somebody had a stroke. It's a very good friend of mine. He just finished writing a book. I said, congratulations. He says, I'm in the hospital. Why are you in the hospital? Is it for you or somebody else? 
it's for me, I just had a stroke. What do you mean you just had a stroke? So you know what happens? We get older, family dies. Somebody younger than us dies. That's a very bad thing when that happens because that's when we start asking a question. All this tragedy starts happening around you, everything. And you don't know it, but here's how people process it. Let me process a couple of ways with you. Oh my gosh, that person probably died from a lot of stress. And, and, and you know what? I've been under a lot of stress lately. I mean, honestly, what's really more important? You know, is it, is it more important for me to have my health versus me going and chasing and making all this money? Who cares about all this money I make anyways? You don't know you're doing this, but you know what you're really trying to say. Obviously, health is more important than all the money in the world. But here's what you're really saying. You're saying it is not possible to be healthy and have money. That's really what you're saying. And so all these things, as you get more defeated, you get a divorce. You're 38 years old. Oh my gosh, I'm 38 year old and I'm divorced. I'm done. Who's going to want to be with somebody like me? You're 52 and you get a divorce. You lost your house. You have nothing. The only thing left to you is $22,000 and a dog. Nothing. You have nothing going on. I mean, who's going to want to be with somebody like me? I'm done. I'm defeated. So you just get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You just deal with life. You just live regular. Nothing crazy. You just hope, you're just glad you got a job and that's it. You're just glad you're part of a you know, fantasy football league and that's your excitement. All these other people that start telling you about dreams and what if and you know, one day and all this other stuff. Oh, knock it off. When you live my life, it's a very hard life. When you grow up, you'll know exactly how I feel. Two suggestions I'll make to you. If you have kids and you're a parent and you're watching this and you're in that state, you got to snap out of it. Here's why. Your kids are watching your behavior. Your kids are watching your behavior and you don't know it. Indirectly, you're teaching your kids also how to be defeated. That's number one. Two, nowadays, with today's doctors and today's medicine and today's technology, if you're 45, 50, you've only lived half of your life. You, you're going to live another 55, 50 to 55 years. You want to spend another 50 to 55 years of just being down on yourself and nothing is possible? Do you realize today's 55-year-old is 40 years ago is 35-year-old? Let me say it again. Today's 55-year-old is 30 years ago is 35-year-old. You ain't that old. You're 35 today. And someone has to explain this to you. So what does this mean? Celebrate. Get excited. You got a lot of stuff ahead of you, man. This is a beautiful life. I mean, we got to take a computer on my phone. This goes in my pocket. Can you imagine a 486 computer putting in your pocket back in the days? No way in the world. This is your Walkman. Remember the orange Walkmans back in the days, the CD players? You can't put that stuff. Remember we would work out the CD would pop out, you couldn't do it? Do you remember those struggles? You don't have those struggles today. You drive in your car. You don't even plug it in. Wi-Fi picks up the music. Wait a minute. What, how did all this stuff come about? Progress. Progress. It's a completely different life. But I need you, the 52-year-old watching this, the 63-year-old watching this, the 48-year-old watching this, spirit, go back, dream again. Life is fine. It's okay. We're breathing. Man, go exercise. Go do something with your life because this could potentially be the beginning of the greatest years of your life and potentially with this attitude, you could attract the most ridiculous things in your life that can get you closer to your dreams even though you're 62 years old even though you're 55 years old, because that's how dreams work. They're attracted to an attitude, to a persona, to a personality, to a mindset. You shift it, 
They'll be turned on by you as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.